There is no doubt that the COVID-19 pandemic has managed to impact the lives of everyone on Earth. However, I think it's important to note that it has varying effects on different demographics. Hi, my name is Arjun Hegde, a freshman in the audio department at the Daily Texan, and today I'll be investigating how other Class of 2024 members here at the University of Texas at Austin have been affected by the pandemic during a crucial time in their college careers and how they dealt with becoming part of a community in their first years. I'll start by allowing my interviewees to introduce themselves. Yeah, um, my name is uh, Andrew Jones. I'm from uh, the Woodlands, which is a suburb of Houston, and I'm a freshman chemical engineer. Hi, my name is Kat. I'm from Westwood, Massachusetts, and I'm the UT class of 2024, and I'm majoring in business. I also reached out to Suhani Amin, a student from Northeastern University in Boston, Massachusetts, to further aid in the discussion. Yeah, so I'm from Shrewsbury, Massachusetts, like central Massachusetts. I go to Northeastern University, and I'm a behavioral neuroscience major. It's safe to say that everyone has high hopes for their freshman year in college, especially a class that had their high school senior year and graduation cut short. So I asked the question, what did you expect from your first year at UT, and how well comparatively is our current situation living up to that? Um, when I got into UT and decided to go, um, the whole lockdown hadn't happened yet. So really what is going on now isn't what I expected. I expected there to be a lot more people and just uh, a lot more opportunities to interact inside the classroom. I feel like um, that's something that college is really supposed to be about is the opportunities to interact with other people academically. And I feel like uh, that's really not happening right now. But I really do appreciate just living near other people my age. That's a lot different than the situation I was in um, at home during uh, COVID. So I think that that's a positive, but overall, it definitely hasn't lived up to the standards that I feel that a university should. Um, before the whole COVID thing, I definitely expected it to be more like meeting a lot more people than I have. But and then after I realized how, like what it was going to look like, I was uh, like really worried that I wouldn't be able to meet anyone at all. So compared to like what I thought in maybe February, it's a lot it's a lot different, but then compared to what I was thinking like August when I didn't know if we'd even be able to go to campus and I thought we'd get sent home early. Um, definitely seems now it's a lot better than I expected because I did get to meet like a lot of people. I still get to hang out with people. I still get to do all the things that I was worried I wouldn't be able to do. Yeah, I mean, before COVID, I definitely had a different expectation of how my first year would be, but then I like obviously we learned that Northeastern is taking all the rules pretty seriously and it is making it a lot harder to build these communities and kind of have like a good social life and enjoy life at Northeastern. But definitely it's lived up to my expectations of what I thought was going to happen. And I really appreciate how good they've been with the rules, even though it does get kind of annoying at times that we can't necessarily hang out all the time and everything we do has to be outside and sometimes it's a little unclear what the rules are but overall like everything is pretty much what I've expected it to be from Northeastern. Based on the responses it's safe to say that no one really knew exactly what to expect. It is clear that before COVID was in question there were idealistic hopes for freshman year whether that be meeting new friends, joining orgs, going to football games, whatever it may be but once the pandemic began people were shocked and now feared that their freshman year would also get ruined. 
it seems as though those who were able to come to college campuses this year may have been able to start meeting friends, but in limited fashions. This is clearly no ordinary year. I also felt that it was important to discuss how the transition to college has been in an academic sense. With the majority of classes and resources being converted into online formats, such as Zoom, it can make someone feel a little lost, especially during their first time out of their hometowns and schools. Andrew Jones has not found the transition to be extremely difficult as it is still early in the semester. However, he's not very confident in the online resources, whether that be in the form of help guides, TAs, professor office hours, and more. Kat Verdikova pointed out that students have not been in a proper school setting since March, especially because early on, teachers were still figuring out effective methods of online teaching and learning. To her, it was definitely a big jump of work and content from that long pandemic period that we faced this summer. Suhani Amin has said that the transition has been smooth for the circumstances, with professors being understanding of their situations that people may be going through in these tough times. It is important to note that classes that rely on in-person methods of teaching, in particular science labs, are still behind on being effective. My next big focus was asking the interviewees about their community. It is quite natural for us to have the goals of being in a community or communities. Normally your dorm floor, student orgs, and other campus resources are a great way to make friends and find or build your community. However, this year, a lot of those things are restricted for social distancing purposes, or they may have been canceled altogether. Yeah, I think a lot of the communities that I've made have been on my own. Like, I'm pretty lucky that my floor has gotten along very well being at, but I know a lot of people haven't really been talking to their floors. And so then a lot of people find their communities through different organizations and the different classes that they've been taking. Some of my classes are a little smaller, and so it's easier to find a community within that. But for me, I personally found like the people I enjoy to hang out with are the people that I already knew. And then the people on my floor have been really nice. Um, I definitely, for sure, the first week I was here, because I moved in pretty early, um, I didn't talk to a single person, which kind of, uh, that wasn't fun. And I was very worried that that's what it was going to be like the full semester. Um, I think because I live in Jester, uh, there's a lot of people here and there's a lot of people on my floor and everyone's willing to just maybe go do something on Zoom or outside. And so that's been good. Um, in terms of organizations, I'm in a few student orgs, but they're really, I can just, they're nice, but I can tell like there's something missing from them. Um, I think it's been pretty good. I've gotten to, I've met a lot of people on my floor and it's been easy to build a community with them just because we all live so close together. Um, so it's been easy to like, because I see them all the time. I see them multiple times a day. So it's been where most of my community has come from. Kat and Andrew live in the Jester dorm complex, which happens to be the largest housing dorms on campus. And they both have attested to how being near more people on their floor and their building has given them chances to interact with them more organically. They agreed that being in a larger dorm was definitely an advantage in making friends due to the circumstances of this year. Finally, I asked if they had any suggestions or advice for students or university staff that would help make next semester more optimal for building communities. Maybe try to say hi to everyone, see if like you have anything in common with people that you see around a lot. Just try to be friendly, I guess. 
Yeah, I think the big thing would be direction because it's easy here to feel kind of lost, especially right now where we don't get much communication about what we're allowed to do. And right now it's all things like, oh, you can hang out outside, but no one really knows what will happen during the winter when it gets cold here. And so I think the big thing for universities should be to like check in on their freshmen, make sure that they're having some sort of community, even if it's just like through the floor. Like sometimes I know it can get a little annoying for RAs to constantly be like organizing things, but I think it really does help in the long run. And just make like making sure that freshmen or transfer students find their people and find something that they're passionate about at wherever they're going. So that, that's really going to depend on how the virus goes, and I'm not really knowledgeable on that, but I really think we need to try to start opening things up as safe as we can, if it's possible. I mean, safety should, of course, be the first priority, but um, the way we do things now, I feel, isn't just sustainable for people, and I feel like I have not experiences with these things, but I feel like there's going to be issues with people just living on their own for the first time and not just having not feeling a sense of purpose a place that they belong in a way and so i feel like something needs to be done i'm not sure what some kind of activities maybe more university hosted activities there haven't been many of those at least that i've heard of maybe they have them and if they do have them and people aren't hearing about them then there's an issue there with communication maybe um but i think that just overall the university should try to help form more communities for people from the Daily Texan, Arjun Hegde, signing off. According to the Travis County Clerk's early voting totals, 65% of registered voters in Travis County cast their ballots in early elections. A Tufts University study says, Texas led in young voter turnout this election cycle. Reporter Laura Morales spoke to some University of Texas students who have already cast their ballots. Students file down Speedway waiting for their turn to vote. They carefully step between strips of blue masking tape set six feet apart. A poll worker greets at Gregory Gym entrance and hands out pumps of hand sanitizer and little finger covers to touch the voting machines. International relations senior Faye Medina cast her ballot just a few streets away in the Flan Academic Center. She has severe asthma, but she said she felt safe from the virus while she voted. Yeah, it was very hygienic, and I really appreciate that. Um, you know, they had like pens that were like used pens, unused pens, just little things like that. They had like little finger condoms. It was really great. Most people who work at the FAC are also students. Government senior Emily Clark has worked at the polls in the last two elections. She says she's seen students struggle with mail-in votes and registration. There's just so so much confusion around voting in our state as far as like between counties. And now that COVID's been happening and people have been going back and forth in their homes, they'll have been registered to vote in their home county again, and they're, they're trying to vote here. She said students also don't realize that they needed to turn in their mail-in ballots if they decided to vote in person instead. These issues can be resolved, but students needed to find their way to the county clerk's office and possibly cast a limited ballot, on which you can only vote in national and state elections. 
I've just seen people tweeting about being turned away. It makes it sound like that means they can't vote at all, but really they're just sent, hey, go to the airport location or go back to your home county or vote on a different kind of ballot. It, it's unfortunate, but you're, you're technically still able to vote. It's just really inconvenient and sad. Communications and leadership sophomore Chloe Ramirez worked with Clark. She says they've seen some people express their right to vote in some interesting ways. We had some like shirtless ladies come in. Yeah, they had glitter boobs. Yeah, but it was at 7.30 in the morning, which I think was the craziest part. I was like, good for y'all. Like, According to Travis County early vote totals, over 20,000 people casted their ballots in the two UT campus locations. Texas Politics Project researcher Joshua Blank says early voting and voter participation increases in every election cycle since 2016. But for Texas, that's from a very low baseline, since Texas is usually one of the lowest participation states in the country. But how Texans participate has tended to be trending more towards early voting and away from Election Day voting. Blank says in past elections, older white voters tended to come out in the largest numbers. Other groups like Hispanic and black voters did not come out proportional to their populations. That is slowly changing with more voter participation. As you start to increase turnout in the state overall, this ultimately brings in uh, a more diverse electorate. For some students, voting during this election meant voting for their human rights. Radio, television, and film sophomore Levi Cassius was especially worried about the future of the Affordable Care Act and LGBTQ rights. Levi has military health insurance, but he believes that there should be a universal health care option that's affordable for everyone. And this all kind of goes back to, I guess, ACA. It's like, why in the world do my parents have to worry about health care when I kind of don't because I have TRICARE? Or why, why do my friends have to worry about health care when I don't? Although the ACA doesn't affect Levi directly, the future of LGBTQ rights does. I've come out socially as trans, but it's a very big thing for me that my rights as someone who's trans are like secured. I of course want to medically transition and all that stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's very hard, especially in the state of Texas. That is a very hard thing to do. Levi says that there were a few things that President Donald Trump has done to make Levi feel like his rights weren't secure. Um, one of the first things I remember was the trans military ban. Um, that was a really big thing for some people that I know who were either like getting prepared to go into the military, had scholarships to go into the military, and like it just stopped. That whole journey for them just stopped. And it's another thing that really upsets me because these are people who want to serve for our country. For Daily Texan Audio, I'm Laura Morales. And I'm Michaela Mondragon. Life in Orange is a production of the Daily Texans Audio Department. Make sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. For more content, follow us on Twitter at Texan Audio or at The Daily Texan. I'm audio editor Harper Carlton. Thank you for listening.